What's up, NBA fans? We are on the last week of the regular season with about two or three games left per team. We are right here on the home stretch. We already have a good list of teams eliminated from playoffs as well as a strong list of teams that we know are going to be in and teams that are going to play for those final two spots and play in mania. We'll discuss those teams. We'll discuss big deal of forgetful hot teams and seeking teams as always here in the second stringers NBA podcast. But before jumping into the thick of it, we got to celebrate the New York Knicks who have officially clinched the playoff spot. It's been a while. It's been a really long time. Sean, just to give an idea of how long it's been, the trivia question here, and maybe you get this right, maybe you don't, but it's a tough one. <laughs> but how old was RJ Barrett the last time the New York Knicks clinched the playoff spot? Wow. Uh, that's a fun <laughs> question. <laughs> Congrats to the Knicks, by the way. Alan, I think that was a good call out there. Um, man, how old was RJ Barrett? So, I mean... I gotta think the last time they made the playoffs was sometime during the Carmelo Anthony era. Mm-hmm. A year is the tricky part, though. Uh, and I think R.J. Barrett's 20. So, I will say R.J. Barrett was 10 years old. Pretty close. You're kind of close to it. <laughs> uh, I'll give you another chance. Take another shot. You, Take another well, shot at it. Are you going to give me like warmer or uh, like higher or lower? Um, <laughs> like, go higher. <laughs> higher. Higher? Oh, okay. So yeah. it's not as bad. 13? What'd you say? 13? 13. 13, 13? is the answer. Yeah, okay, RJ nice. Barrett <laughs> was 13 years old the last time the New York Knicks clinched the playoff spot. Derrick Rose was rehabbing from his ACL injury. And uh, Julius Randle had just been drafted into the no, he was still playing was ball. That the next year, that yeah, he next was. Year. Honestly, yep, he, that's not that crazy of a stat. I think like that's only like <laughs> like seven years is sure that's a drought. But I'm a Clippers fan. I've seen way worse than that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Clippers, Kings, uh, Timberwolves have seen significantly worse. Than this, but still, just 13 years old, RJ Barrett. I mean, dude was like barely hitting his growth spurts by then. So <laughs> I bet he and was I, still balling when he was 13, though. This kid's probably <laughs> been a phenom his whole life. Yeah, exactly. But shout out to these guys and RJ Barrett, you know, big part of that, just getting better throughout the year. And the New York Knicks are in the playoffs, LA and New York, two big markets, um, unlikely to meet in the finals, but still good, good for the game of basketball. <laughs> And, we and don't on even that know if the note, Lakers are going to make it yet, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and on that vein of talking about the Lakers play in Mania, the Lakers, Blazers, and Dallas are all in the running right now to avoid the play-in spot. Essentially, in the running for that final sixth spot uh, or fifth seed to avoid being in that tournament. And it's looking very likely that the Lakers, despite winning tonight, a close one <laughs> so against the close. Rockets. They 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 have a tiny piece of still controlling their destiny, but it's still they're they're reliant on Dallas Dallas blowing some games down the stretch here because the Blazers own the tiebreaker and they get a big win against the Utah Jazz and they've been on a hot streak going nine and one over the last ten games and are essentially the number one offense in that span is all cylinders are firing. Dallas gets Porzing is getting Porzingis back. Um and the Lakers right now threw out what was essentially an apples-to-apples apples equivalent to the Houston Rockets 
roster, I would say, with no Davis, no LeBron, and no Caruso, and THT as the leading scorer for that squad. Yeah, but such shout out to Kuzma for stepping up too. Yeah, for this G League Lakers squad getting that final <laughs> final basket to seal the game. We were sweating over here because it was <laughs> if they lost if they lost tonight, it's looking ugly. I mean, they have no shot of getting an actual playoff spot. Like it's playing now or bust at that point. Right. Yeah, and I think the the funny thing here is. I saw a tweet that if and somebody was just joking around, I think, but yeah, obviously joking around, but it was like if if David Stern was commissioner right now, he would be doing whatever it takes to get Lakers and Warriors as the first play in <laughs> game in this tournament. But all jokes aside, the Lakers now have Indiana and New Orleans as their next two opponents, two teams that are not looking to be super competitive while the Blazers and Dallas still got a couple of tough opponents on their schedule. So there's a small chance that they might avoid it. However, again, it's looking very likely still that the Lakers are going to be in that play-in game. Yeah, it, it is kind of insane that it's, that it's gotten to this point. And I feel like the Lakers have done their best to hold on. But at the end of the day, like the, the Mavs and the Blazers have been playing so well that they've been able to, to keep the Lakers down there despite the Lakers being on a, a pretty decent winning streak themselves right now. And... Man, you just have to want like I mean, we are probably gonna see that Warriors Lakers playing game for that for that seven seed, which is just crazy to think about that these are the two teams like going into the season, like you would have thought that these teams would have been much in much better positions, but it's still a COVID year, right? I mean, last year was kind of a COVID year. This year's especially a COVID year. And I mean, the way everything played out, I mean, schedules were condensed, injuries happened, and I mean, what are you going to do if you're the Lakers, right? I mean, you can't really complain at this point. I mean, LeBron can complain all he wants, but I was listening to another podcast today and it was talking about how if LeBron and the Lakers do not end up making the playoffs because of the playing game, do we think that Adam Silver is going to never use the play-in tournament again? (laughs) (laughs) And I'd like to think that they'd stay true to it and be like, no, like this system's actually been pretty fun and it it has kept teams competitive for way longer into the season. But if the Lakers miss the playoffs because of it, ratings are going to plummet. Um, But it would go both ways. Like if the Lakers were somehow finding themselves in the nine seed, then they'd have a shot at the playoffs. So yeah, but looking at just the way that it's panned out from this first ever season that we're doing it, yeah, it, it's looking pretty scary. I don't think anyone doesn't want to see the Lakers in the playoffs. You, you, This is a team that everyone wants to watch, whether you're rooting for them or not. Yeah, exactly. I think LeBron is still the, the number one name that gets people to tune in, whether they will root for him to win or root for him to lose. And obviously the Lakers, everybody knows how extensive that fan base is. And also on the other end as well, people who just want to see the Lakers lose as well and going out there without Davis and LeBron this team man we've got to figure out how to get these guys healthy or else <laughs> there is really no point in even talking about play in game if they can't put out their best their be- the best squad out there to compete yeah and uh, it's just it sucks too cuz LeBron was supposed to play today mm-hmm. and then you you fight we find out a few hours before the game that he he's sitting out again and i i don't know if they've become reserved to the fact that they're going to be in the play-in game more likely than not. I feel like that's a pretty stupid mentality. I wouldn't think that way. 
but yeah. may- maybe they they're like oh the Blazers and the Mavs are on a roll like even if we went out like what's the point if we don't catch them then we just wasted our energy on on playing against the Rockets with LeBron when we could have kept them out uh, and apparently LeBron's supposed to play on Saturday now well we'll see if that actually happens I'm not inclined to believe anything that we hear out of, out of these rumors and from these different camps and whatnot but I really think LeBron does need to get a few games under his belt before this play-in tournament because, I mean, you look at the Warriors right now, and they're rolling. The Warriors look really good right now. I mean, we just saw Andrew Wiggins go off for, like, 38 points the other night, mm-hmm. which, I mean, that's pretty easy to do when the other team's quadruple-teaming Steph Curry. <laughs> I, I think I might be able to get a basket or two if it's a four-on-one situation <laughs> against the rest yeah. of the team. But, I mean, they're looking really good right now. And, I mean, I guess you're not as afraid to lose to the Spurs or the Grizzlies, but I wouldn't want to put myself in that situation if it came to that. So, uh, yeah, he's got to get, I mean, it's hard to say I'm worried that LeBron's not going to be ready because he's always ready. But it is a little trouble. It's concerning. I mean, and and with Anthony Davis out too, with groin tightness out of nowhere, Mm -hmm. maybe he needs to stop falling on the floor so much. Maybe maybe that would help. Uh, there's, there's a lot of question marks still. We don't even know if Schroeder's going to come back. I don't yeah. even know what his timeline is. I mean, De'Aaron Fox has had COVID for the last three weeks. Yeah, it, it, it's it's rough. It looks like the house the house of cards is all falling down right here because the, the scarier thought is like maybe LeBron is being held out not because of rest purposes, but because he genuinely just is still hurt. Um, yeah, and that and that and if that's the reality that the Lakers are holding back on revealing, then then this is this might this season might all but be over already for the Lakers. Um, I mean, we might be talking about a pretty 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 brutal first round matchup against the Lakers if if that's the worst case scenario here. Um, but you know, we'll see about that. The Pelicans on the other side, though, also were in the running as of last week. Zion is out, and now they are officially out with with their loss tonight. A, a team with high hopes again, not making the playoffs, not even making this play-in tournament, which is <laughs> almost like gr- yeah, it's like grading on a curve here, and they couldn't sneak their way in. <laughs> I mean, What's going it's on tough, with this though. franchise. It, it's tough because Brandon Ingram's been hurt too. So right. you're missing Ingram and Zion, your two best players. And they, they've had a few other injuries too, like Steven Adams was hurt for, for a good amount of time. He still is. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker got hurt for he, – he was out for like a month. It, it's, Josh it's just Hart. Been a rough year. Yeah, yeah, Josh Hart. Yeah, exactly. He's been out like for half the season. So it has been a tough year for the Pelicans. And, and I think when it comes down to a lot of these teams that are on the outside looking in, you have to look at what their season was like. I mean, the health, mm-hmm. the healthier teams are the ones that get in, and the ones that can't stay healthy are the ones that end up being on the outside. That's just that's how it pans out every time. And unfortunately for the Pelicans, that's that's what we saw this year. So I mean, they made some good steps, though. I think I, I do think they made some good steps. I think Zion played really well this year. I think Lonzo took a huge jump. I'm really excited to see what happens with him next year, it, whether he stays or leaves. Um, yeah, tough, tough year, but I mean, I I think this, this next year is going to be a good one for them. Yeah. I think Zion is ready to take that next step into elite NBA individuals. 
I mean, I think he played well into the top 20 players in the league. Yeah. He put it together well. He's got his own signature shoe now, so. <laughs> That's I, always a big deal. Yeah, it's a tough blow, I think, for the NBA, though, to have a, one of your best up-and-coming players just not be in the playoffs now for yeah. another year. I mean, so, it's tough. I mean, Trey, we saw the same thing with Trey Young, right? He didn't make yeah. the playoffs his first few years. It, it, it'll come. I mean, we know Zion's special. Like how many how many players in NBA history have averaged twenty seven points in their second year? Mm-hmm. That is unreal. <laughs> yeah, it just it's a bummer to see him injured. Here here's another team though. I was really excited about these guys, but of course you were. you're going to do what they do. The Sacramento Kings. I was really getting excited about this team sneaking its way in there. And then you just got to just throw your hands up and be like, what was I thinking? The Kings technically still in the running, but this team has all but folded. Marvin Bagley is out for really no disclosed reason. De'Aaron Fox is still out with COVID. Um, And the team is just playing as now just really ballooned down like night and day. Uh, Sacramento Kings again, technically still in the running, but a franchise another year out, even despite again with this playing tournament, you know, that you think would give a little boost to teams that are young and talented who maybe just run into some bad luck throughout the 82 game year. And the Kings look like they're one of those teams, they were so up and down, they showed flashes of talent and then just cannot keep it together on a consistent basis. They have to fire Luke Walton. <laughs> I I want to see that headline the day after the regular season is over because it's just absurd at this point. It's it's mm-hmm. sheer idiocracy to keep this man as your head coach. I don't know if he's got dirt on Vlade Divac or what. <laughs> I don't know how he's lasted this long. Like yeah. it, just, it it literally it makes no logical sense how this guy's still the head coach of an NBA team. It's it's very confusing, and I don't know how much longer the Kings can continue to be mediocre for them to realize that they have yeah. talent on this roster. De'Aaron Fox is one of the best rising stars in the NBA, and Harrison Barnes just had a great year. Uh, Rashawn Holmes came out of nowhere and had an amazing year. Mm-hmm. They they have good players. I mean, DeLon Wright has been balling out for them since De'Aaron Fox got hurt, since Halliburton got hurt. DeLon Wright looks like a starting NBA point guard, which I don't think I was ever going to say, but this guy's putting up crazy numbers, and they're actually winning games because he's of his play, and that's the reason they're still in the running somehow. I mean, if the Spurs lose out and the Kings win out, then yeah, maybe we're talking about the Kings in the play-in tournament still, which is just funny to think about. Um, but yeah, it's just they, they do shoot themselves in the foot by making decisions like this with their coaching. It's like they should have kept Dave Yeager. Or they should have gotten someone much more qualified because Luke Walton doesn't have any credentials. Yeah, and I think drafting Luca over Bagley would have also helped tremendously. Yeah, that would have helped but... a little bit too. <laughs> <laughs> but you we'll know, chalk that one up to Vlade being Vlade. Yeah, exactly. And another team here talking about you know the Sacramento Kings. A surprise here is Boston. I mean, we kind of saw this within our within our you know, our lens is that it was possible that Boston could have fallen into plan, but we always thought they were going to figure it out. But I think we are now past that point to truly just not, you're not panicking. Now, you know exactly what you are. Boston losing Jalen Brown for the rest of the year, lost four in a row. Now they're in play in tournament. Kemba Walker also had to leave the game to go to the locker room last game. So 
Not sure on his status. But Boston is headed for, I think, a first-round sweep at this point if they're going up against the Nets. (laughs) Yeah, they could very well lose this playing game as well. But, God, what a fall from grace for sure. This is just a lost year for Boston. Like, you just, Mm -hmm. this whole year, you just have to wipe it out of your memory because you know you have good players. But, I mean, their core guys, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Kemba Walker, I'll throw him in there too. I don't think they played more than 10 games together with all four of those guys healthy this year. I mean, Tatum was out with COVID. Brown had injuries. Uh, Marcus Smart had injuries. Kemba Walker missed the first two months of the season. It, it was just an unfortunate year. And I, I think they have the talent to be a top four team in the East. But when you have everything like that going on and honestly their their bench is terrible outside of maybe Peyton Pritchard who's an okay player they need to really rebuild that that team if they want a chance to compete the way it's constructed right now it's just it's just not working and I think I think it starts with free agency I mean maybe you have to trade Kemba Walker see if you can trade Kemba Walker I I imagine it's going to be pretty difficult they're probably going to be cap locked um, with him Brown and Tatum getting big money but yeah, I mean, I guess you still got to play for pride, right? You you got to win one of these games against Charlotte and then against whoever wins the Pacers and the Wizards game. If it comes to that, you, yeah. you got to try to make the playoffs and, and at least give Boston fans something to cheer for. So it's not a completely lost season. Like if you, if they make the playoffs after all the turmoil they've been through this year, I I still think that's at least a win. And then it's like, well, if we get swept, in the first round, whatever, you know, like we'd probably lose the Nets anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it's rough because now this team is headed to basically like the black zone of the NBA standings for a couple years in that they'll, they might only be, if Kemba Walker just never really gets consistent and healthy um, and Marcus Smart as well, and there is no internal, I mean, I don't see any of these guys getting significantly better and you just got Brown and Tatum as your totem poles, like you might just always be for the next couple of years, a seventh, eighth or sixth seed. And at that point, it's going to be tough to make this team better They're They're going to need to figure out some creative maneuvering and get just get something to fall into their lap during free agency or you tank at some point. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and I did see an article within the Celtic blog world, advocating for that no way you tank you tank next year why would you (laughs) you have jason tatum how are you tanking with jason tatum you tank one year and you hope the the lottery balls fall your way boston fans are so reload (laughs) they are so emotional they just freak (laughs) out way too much you cannot tank if you're boston that's the dumbest thing i've heard in retrospect, this probably was the year to do it if you were going to. Uh, yeah, with the with the way that like yeah. how many good draft prospects there are, sure. Boston like with all the turmoil, tank. you cannot tank with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum on max contracts. It's it's, it's hard. impossible. You can't do it. 
It's definitely hard to just, I mean, I don't think it's hard to justify. I think it's harder to do just because, yeah, you're going to just throw away a whole 82 game while you got two young stars. But it's, if this roster looks, looks like it's going to be rough to improve and you're going to be hanging through that in that middle of the pack. You're going to put your faith in a 14% chance to get the number one pick if you tank that hard with two all-star players. It makes no hey, sense. They don't understand the, how tanking works. The Spurs got Tim Duncan that way, man. The Spurs got Tim Duncan that way. It was different back then. The odds are way worse now. <laughs> All, I mean, it's an option. I mean, I just throwing it out there. It's a, it's definitely like push the red button, you know, break, no. break, <laughs> reach for the emergency. You know, you know what you do if you're Boston? You bank on your superstar becoming a superstar. Jason Tatum... If he can get to become a top five player in the league, you have nothing to worry about. That's what you need to rely on, not a lottery ball. You need Jason Tatum to make the next step. Yeah, and you need Jalen Brown. One step away. And and Jalen Brown being an all-star, sure. But he's always going to be the second fiddle there. You need Jason Tatum to make one extra step to superstardom. He's right there. And you're going to tell me you're going to give up on him just because he had a crappy year? He's one step away. Yeah, I mean, not not giving up any of these players, but just throwing away one no, year at a chance for Jason an ultimate Tatum asset. and Jalen Brown to lose intentionally. <laughs> these two guys, these two guys are good. They're not going to lose that many games to actually get a good shot at the lottery pick. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see what Danny Ridiculous. Ainge cooks up. We'll see what he cooks Boston up in, in the next. Day. Chill out. <laughs> Outside of the Boston Celtics, the East. All one through nine teams have clinched their spot except for Washington with their loss tonight. But Washington all looks like all but Handley has that 10th seed really making that jump off the back of Russell Westbrook and the Bulls. Uh, just another year out looking outside of again, kind of like the Sacramento Kings. They're just a franchise that just seems destined to be out of the playoffs, <laughs> even despite this, this play in tournament range available to them. Yeah, I mean, had a hard time incorporating Vucevic into the lineup at the start. I mean, they, they they lost a good few amount of games trying to figure it out, and then when it finally seemed like it was working, Zach Levine gets COVID, right, and, and he's out for three weeks. So, and, and they've actually gone on a little bit of a, a winning streak now, um, for the most part over the course of the last week. So they're still fighting. I mean, it, it seems like they figured it out now, but it's just it's too late. It's on. Yeah, it's just too little, too late. Yeah, and they lost yesterday against the Nets, and they really went for it. Um, but mm-hmm. next get, set of games, they got Raptors, the Nets again, and then the Bucks to close the year. Rough. That might just be the the, the nail yeah, on the they, coffin, right? Because if they lose, just lose one of those games, they don't have any shot. Even if the Wizards lost out too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if they'd have to win all three of those, and yeah, and have the Wizards lose, um, and that's a <laughs> that's a lot to ask for at this point, and. Yeah. It's crazy to me looking at this Bulls roster. Like again, it always looked like it was nice, talented pieces, but like Laurie Markkinen, that might have just been a He's big falling. mistake for them to not tr- have traded him. Like this guy yeah. is going to walk away, uh, and he might very well be a good player wherever he is. But on this roster, since that trade deadline, they have done nothing with him except lose what value they could have taken from him had they traded him 
away. He just I didn't think. have a lot of value at the trade deadline anyway, because his his season was not very good. I think they're no. expecting him to to do pretty well. When he didn't, they tried to shop him, but everyone else saw how he didn't do well. So they're like, "We'll just wait till free agency." Um, yeah, it's just, he's just he's he looked really good his rookie year, but it's just it's been rough sailing ever since. Yeah, it's it's the craziest thing I've seen, and I was rooting for this guy, but this year just seemed yeah. to get worse and worse for him. Yeah, um, it's it's really sad too because it's like these are like two of the Bulls' young prospects, Wendell Carter and Laurie mm-hmm. Markkinen, and now they're not going to be part of the future for this team. Like these these pieces were supposed to grow up and and start being a part of this playoff contending Bulls team, and they're not going to be there. So yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah, now you definitely just have the two pillars of Vucevic and Levine. And it, it's just, I feel like this team should have gotten more out of those young players. I mean, not like Vucevic is, Vucevic is still a good piece, but it sort of feels like somehow this roster could very well perform the same, <laughs> slightly better next year. Like, it's, unless they're. It's possible, yeah. Yeah, like next year they might very well be, could also, I feel like they could still be the ninth seed next year. I mean, sure, they totally <laughs> could be. <laughs> I mean, we'll see, yeah, where the where the lottery balls land too. I mean, they, they're going to need Patrick Williams to really improve, prove that he's worth that number four pick. I didn't really see that this year. I mean, maybe, maybe some of those outside-the-box score uh, metrics, he looked pretty good, but nothing spectacular that's actually going to help you win games yet and yeah yeah with the kobe white zach levine things weird it doesn't seem like they can play well with this together um, yeah yeah it seems like billy donovan doesn't even like playing kobe white it's almost <laughs> like it's his it's his only option that's why he yeah, plays him it's uh, it's either him or tomas sauransky and then you're not really yeah. get really excited about that yeah exactly um, moving on from playing mania, we got to give a shout out. Russell Westbrook, all time leader in the triple doubles, officially breaks the Oscar Robertson's all time record. I mean, dude's looking healthy right now, and we might get another three years of Russell Westbrook. And I think this record is going to get to an insane number. It's crazy <laughs> yeah. to think. <laughs> Right. I mean, sure, you you see more triple-doubles than we're used to seeing in decades past, and maybe that makes it a little more threatening to Russell Westbrook's record, but nobody gets triple-doubles like Russell Westbrook. It, mm-hmm. like You would have to go on a crazy tear to catch him. We watched this man get like 42 triple-doubles in a single season. I don't think anyone's even come close to that. Even in recent years, when you have guys like DeMontis Sabonis and Julius Randle getting triple doubles, Nikola Jokic getting triple doubles, it, it just still pales in comparison to what Russell Westbrook's been able to put up over the last five years. And I, I, a lot of media still critique him just so severely, probably more, as severely, if not more so than LeBron. Yeah, that that is how much like no one else in the NBA gets critiqued that to the same level as Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I mean, he's just one of those guys that kind of just drives you crazy a little bit because you love him. But he kind of because you love him so much, he drives you. At least that's for me. Kind of drives me a little crazy. Like, I, I know he cares and he cares so much, but sometimes it does seem like it's too much. I don't know. I mean, but I. 
all, all that aside, I mean, he was injured at the beginning of the year, you know, as he called out. So I guess that might be one of the reasons why he, he wasn't looking as good in the year. And he was sort of become felt like, oh, wow, Westbrook has really fallen off the map. But man, the fact the way he just turned it around to push his averages to where they where they're going to be when we close this year out, like 22 points, 11.6 assists, 11.6 rebounds like. Had he not had that stretch of bad games, like, wow, could we have been talking about a 22 and 12 guy? Mm-hmm. Like, that's insane to me. Because yeah. <laughs> it's funny because the guys that you just named, Randall, Joe Kick, uh, you know, Vucevic, uh, Sabonis, Sabonis. Yeah. these all dudes are near seven footers, right? Or like six foot eight yeah. and taller with good hand- ball handles. Russell Westbrook is 6'3". Like, he's not even <laughs> like the height of the average two guard. He's like mm-hmm. point guard. So it's like insane that a guy like this has been able to do this for so long at 32. And he looks super good right now. Like, I feel like we could easily get another three years, maybe not three years of him averaging 22, 11, and 11. But I mean, just continuing to scatter in some triple doubles to continue pushing that all time number up and i don't know i mean i guess the the talk the, what it looks like is if there's a guy that's going to threaten it is maybe a luca but yeah we'll see if there really will ever be another westbrook to hit an all-time <laughs> number like that it's craziness yeah it's it's super impressive and yeah this guy gets a lot of bad rap like i said but he deserves high praise for getting out putting himself out there every night no, no guy works as hard as Russell Westbrook on the floor. Um, truly incredible player to watch. So fun. I'll be very disappointed if he does not make the, that eight seed. I yeah. hope Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal's got to come back healthy at the end of this week to help them seal that out. But yeah, I, I need to see Beal and Westbrook in the playoffs, man. I mean, I, all up for Sabonis. I love Sabonis, but. He's not Russell Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the Pacers want to be in the playoffs. No, <laughs> <I think they're laughs> that team feels like they're ready to just call it a season, but Dude, they're, they're hanging in there. Crazy the last yes, week. Sabonis is carrying that. Yeah, Sabonis <laughs> is carrying. But I don't think the rest of the Indiana Pacers want to go to the playoffs. I don't even know who else is on the rest of the Indiana. You got the coaching staff. <laughs> yeah, you got the coaching staff yelling at each other and. Yeah, getting in fights with their players. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they're but somehow still in the nine seed. I think it's just because these they're they're bad, but they're just not as bad as like <laughs> the other teams. But they had quite a cushion over the Wizards. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, and on the line of records, the NBA record for total three pointers has also been now broken officially for the ninth consecutive year. Crazy. I mean, no surprise. <laughs> I think it's just everybody's going the route. I mean, it's like the Houston Rockets used to shoot a lot of threes, and now the Utah Jazz shoot just as many threes as a team as the Houston Rockets did two years ago when we thought it was crazy. And Utah was like the least talked about team when it came to three-point shooting, and now they're shooting just as much as them. And everybody else is too. Crazy. They need to do something about the three-point man like they need to move the line back or something expand you think the court so? out a little bit it's just too easy for a man it's just way mm-hmm. too easy for them to get that extra point yeah i mean it, it, i will say i think it makes the game a bit f- more fun um but yeah we'll see how far this continues it's to just get like man you get I, I i guess it's impressive that so many guys are able to shoot it from so deep i mean 
I never would have dreamed Julius Randle would be shooting <laughs> 42% from three. But does that mean that it's too easy for these guys these days? Like, it has, it's like the court regulations have stayed the same while the game has evolved. So, I don't know. It, it's just like, these players are just so much better. Maybe we need to raise the rim or push the line out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see what the next step in the evolution is. But I got to say, I, I like the shooting. Randall shooting 40% is pretty crazy, though. Total, but, yeah, total different insane. era. Out of nowhere, yeah. And yeah. props to him, man. He must have been working hard on that in the offseason. Yeah, so big deal or forgetful here. 35% of Utah Jazz fans do not want to see the <laughs> Lakers in the first round. Is the Lakers as a first-round opponent a big deal or forgetful, Sean? Should teams really be scared despite not having Davis right now, Caruso, oh. <laughs> LeBron James, everything we discussed Caruso earlier? Why do they, they Caruso, Caruso's a big deal. They don't Caruso care if Caruso is a plays Laker, or not. They he is a Laker care. pillar. <laughs> <laughs> Laker fans think that, yes. I, I like Caruso as much as the next guy, but I, I don't think that's why the Utah Jazz fans are answering the survey the way they are. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can flip this survey on the other way around. 65% of Jazz fans don't care if they see the Lakers in the first round. True. Right? So yeah. is 35% really that much? It's the leading team. 35% is the leading team. As okay. a team they least likely want to not see in the first round. So yeah, I guess you could put it around, put it that way. I think, well, Utah Jazz fans must be very confident in their one-seed team without Donovan Mitchell because Mm -hmm. I would be much more afraid of any uh, any team that I'm facing if if I'm Utah. Like, if I had to play Portland or Dallas or even the Warriors, I'd be pretty afraid if I was Utah, rolling with Rudy Gobert at the center, but then, like, who's your next best player? Like, Boyan Bogdanovich right now? Like, Mike Conley's been hurt. Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell's been hurt. I'd be super afraid if I was Utah right now. I'm a one seed that is not at full strength. Yeah. So I'd say it's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, you got Clarkson. Got Clarkson blowing up for 40 yeah, points. Yeah, Clarkson, man. He's blowing he up wants for some 40 revenge on the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm going to say from, from uh, a non-Laker team perspective, yes, I think it's a big deal. I think the Lakers, if you've... I mean, if they're not healthy, then obviously it's going to be like any other first-round matchup, potentially sweep. But if the Lakers are firing on all cylinders, we get the best-case scenario, then I think the Lakers can push either of these teams to a, to a seven-game series, if not potentially win, if, whether it's the Suns or the Utah Jazz. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just crazy, right? Like, the entire reason you get a top seed, the, the advantage of doing that is nullified if you play the Lakers. Mm-hmm. It, it's entirely nullified um, unless Anthony Davis, like Anthony Davis, is out with his tight groin. Oh, that hopefully that's nothing. LeBron's just coming back. Schroeder's probably going to be pretty fatigued from having COVID. Maybe it's not as bad as it looks on paper. I don't know. Yeah, and then on the other side here, Donovan Mitchell likely out until the start of the playoffs with ankle injury sean you noted here is this the worst number one seed we've seen in a while look at this already the excuse is coming out for utah jazz hey there's no yeah there's no excuses i'm just saying if they don't have donovan mitchell i'm stoked whoever i am whoever Mm -hmm. i'm playing in the first round if it's the lakers or hell even if memphis makes it in by some divine intervention i'm stoked if i'm playing the jazz you kidding me 
without yeah. your, their best player? I mean, it's like seeing the Lakers without LeBron. This, right. This, this is a very beatable team without its superstar player, and he's not even going to be game ready because he's been out for like a month. So I'm not worried if I'm the lower seed at this point. I, I'm actually happier to play the Jazz than I am the, like a healthy Phoenix Suns team, a healthy Los Angeles Clippers team. I'd way rather play the Jazz than either of those guys. Yeah, I I think Utah's really hoping they get Mitchell back. And if you're the, I wonder if you're the Lakers and you're looking at this, if you maybe think about losing that first play Ooh, playing game, played it like, risky though. <laughs> <laughs> lose to the Warriors and then just force yourself to beat the Memphis or Spurs or whoever comes out of that one. Risky business. Though. That is risky, though. It is risky. I mean, the thing is, like, you, the Utah Jazz will also be getting that buffer of rest days while the play-in tournament plays itself out. So, yeah, there's that chance that that may just be enough the, the time that Dom and Mitchell needs to to suit up either game one or game two of the first round. Yeah, it so. is really unfortunate because I mean, mm-hmm. this Jazz team is clicking, was clicking like it never had before. I mean, they've always been good. But they were very good this year. So mm-hmm. to get the one seed, it would have been great to see them at full strength. I, I just I don't know what kind of shape Donovan Mitchell's in. Or Mike Conley, for that matter. Right. Like, yeah, where's this... Mike Conley? Do you know where Mike Conley is? <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Somewhere he's MIA, rehabbing. man. I, I yeah. barely, he's like vanished off the face of the earth. <laughs> he's somewhere out there. All right, so hot teams. Portland Trailblazers, we've talked about them, but five-game winning streak, nine of the last ten. Number one in offensive rating through that same uh, five, through that five-game winning streak. Nurkic is looking back. C.J. McCollum looks like he's coming back. Um, Derek Jones Jr. throwing down some highlight plays here and there, <laughs> but got some big wins over the Lakers, Spurs, and Jazz. That big win against the Jazz all but might have just gotten them out of the play-in tournament. Mm-hmm. Wow, Trailblazers in the fifth seed, no longer labeled the most dangerous eight seed because these dudes <laughs> might have home court advantage in the or they won't have home court advantage. Probably but, not. Yeah, <laughs> but they're, they're in the they're in the mix. Mm-hmm. They're in that mix to potentially get out of the the first round. What are you thinking about the Blazers? Yeah, this is a dangerous team, man. Damian Lillard, so scary. They're all mm-hmm. healthy. I mean. Unless you count Zach Collins, but I don't really count Zach Collins at this point. I think they've pretty much moved on from him. And yeah. Yeah. Like Nurkic is playing great, playing like a guy that you draft in the third round of a, of a fantasy basketball league, finally. Right. Um, and yeah, getting some good backup minutes from Cantor, obviously, loves playing for Portland. And Norman Powell's looking good. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think that's working out a lot better than Gary Trent. Covington's just doing his business, getting some steals and blocks, playing good defense, and really not doing nothing else. <laughs> it's a well-constructed starting lineup, man. This is a very well-constructed starting lineup, and they're all looking like they're ready to go. Like, they're ready yeah. for the playoffs. This, this is going to be a fun team to watch, and they they could upset. A- any team in the West could upset, I- I'd say, but the Blazers, they're going to be hungry, man. Like, Dame is going to be as hungry as anybody. Yeah, this team is looking like how we thought they would play when we f- saw the moves that they made in this offseason. And, I mean, I was pretty proud of it. I thought those moves were brilliant. And I think we didn't really get a good chance to evaluate that. And I think they're on a hot streak, and riding this wave into the playoffs might be good for them. 
Uh, so I saw the something that was pretty funny uh, on Reddit. It was uh, this guy who said that he bet his life savings on Portland winning 42 games this year. No way. And this was this was before the this hot streak that they won on before they won nine of ten. So they were they were not doing very good. Mm-hmm. Um, looking for this guy's for this guy's house. Um, I think yeah, he literally bet his house on the Portland Trail Blazers. So he's gonna be homeless if they. That's <laughs> looking like they're gonna get that forty two wins. Oh my gosh! He literally that- he he literally tweeted at Dame Lillard. He's like, hey man, like. I just want to say, I'll always be a fan of yours, but I did bet at my house on you guys winning 42 games, but I'll be a fan of yours whether I'm homeless or living in a mansion next year. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Don't take financial advice in, from Reddit or from overpassionately sports, overpassionate sports <laughs> fans. <laughs> they only got to win one of these last two games, though, and this guy gets um, the bet of a lifetime. Yeah. Wow! But yeah, don't don't uh, take his don't take his example as life <laughs> advice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Golden State Warriors four game winning streak, putting it together with a huge win against the Suns and the Jazz, uh, thirteen and five. I mean, Steph Curry's is being Steph Curry, dude, and we might be headed to Warriors versus Lakers playing game here, and the Warriors are riding the 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 better side of the wave going into that game. Yeah, and I think another interesting stat here is that they're thirteen and five since James Wiseman got hurt and was out for a season. Which I mean, it, it's it was funny. This is kind of something that's been happening the entire year, where we've seen Steve Kerr say not so nice things about James Wiseman and kind of kind of poop on him as a rookie, <laughs> and just that he's kind of messing with the chemistry, and it's hard to integrate him, and, and he's had a few good games here and there, but they've actually been playing a lot better when Kevon Looney is the starting center, um, it, and it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, you know James Wiseman has the potential, but without him, they seem to be a much better team, and you really see buy-in from all the role players on the team. Like, like uh, I think Kent Bazemore had a quote. He's like, Something about how, like, wherever Steph goes, I go. You know, like, they're they're in it for Steph, and they rally around Steph. Juan Descano Anderson had another great quote about Steph. I, I don't know it off the top of my head, but these guys, they're all playing really well right now, and I think it's because of Steph Curry's leadership, both off the court and on, obviously, on the court, playing just out of his mind. And, yeah, th- this is a great position for them to be in right now. Yeah, and I bet it also feels good that they are getting to the playoffs and the light at the end of the tunnel is that Timberwolves pick that could fall into their hands. (laughs) (laughs) Why are the Timberwolves winning? (laughs) They're screwing themselves. (laughs) Yeah, they they should be trying to get the protections on that pick. But anyways, yeah, I mean, it's tough for James Wiseman to walk in and get settled in on with a team a coach and his two stars that have been together for so many years and kevin looney's been there for a while too so and it's tough for for i feel like big guys to get adjusted to the nba first year out so but either way i mean the warriors are salvaging a season and again the light at the end of the tunnel is still that timberwolves pick even if they get (laughs) pushed out in the first round (laughs) 
Yeah, it's a likely will. And, and they get Clay back next year, right? I mean, yeah. Hope hopefully he's ready for the start of the season. It's it's hard to know. I'm sure he's been working pretty hard at it, so I wouldn't be too surprised if we saw him make an appearance in that in that regular season opener. But yeah, yeah. like what can we can we just talk about what what are the Timberwolves doing? Why are they <laughs> winning games? I know that they have D'Angelo Russell back and Anthony Edwards has developed really well this year, but you're not doing yourself any favors, guys. Take take a page out of Houston's book. There's no there's no shame in losing right now. Like yeah. you're allowed to lose. Right I now saw... they're they're the sixth they're the sixth bet. Right now they're projected to get the sixth pick, which would go to Golden State. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a pretty decent pick. That's a great pick. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I I don't know. I you got to do with what I saw on my Twitter feed when that I get NBA you know roster updates and back to back tweets were all Fred Van Fleet, Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, Chris Boucher, uh, some other Raptor just all out yeah, for rest purposes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go that way out. You got to go that route. That, they're not even that far down the standings. Like, yeah, they're not gonna get the number one pick. I don't know what they're trying to do. Yeah, number nine pick. <laughs> <laughs> no idea, but on that note, sinking teams. Boston Celtics four game losing streak. Jalen Brown out. Kemba Walker goes heads to the locker room last game. Uh, we've talked extensively about these guys yeah. now. I don't know. You got anything else to add? No, no. We talked about them enough. And yeah, I, I guess we also just touched on the next one here. The the Toronto Raptors on a four game losing streak. Yeah, four game uh, losing streak. Two and yeah. eight, the last ten, missing the playoffs for the for the first time in eight years. You forget that the Damn. Raptors have been a staple for a while now, and oh yeah, end of an era for this for this franchise. That's that really hurts. Honestly, mm-hmm. this is a team that should have made the playoffs. They have plenty of talent. Siakam was just a major disappointment. You could chalk up a lot of what happened this year to oh they were in Tampa Bay, like they weren't yeah. actually at home. They didn't have any home games. This is a team that had 72 away games, and that's tough. That's really tough. And so can't really fault them too much. Chalk it up to a loss, and they'll come back better next year. I I think it's going to be a lot better when they actually get get some sort of home court advantage. That's (laughs) really brutal. Yeah, and I think it also was a miss in that you went back and forth on Kyle Lowry, and you never ended up trading him, so you didn't properly – tank i guess the best you could and also i get an asset in return instead and then you lost norman powell for gary trent yeah exactly i never understood that move i thought the move was made in anticipation of another move that was going to happen with kyle larry uh to make up for it but that never happened and obviously they traded two other young pieces away to clear roster spots for what we anticipate would have been a right. bunch of dudes coming back, but would have been yeah, never like happened. Talon Horton, Tucker, and Dennis Schroeder, and yeah, whoever else. But and then they, yeah, they 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 took the worst road. They gave away mm-hmm. all their players and then didn't make the blockbuster trade. Yeah, exactly. Now you don't get the what could have potentially been a signing of yeah. Norman Powell next year. You don't oh. do it. Now you lose out on that. So yeah. bad on all fronts. Yeah, exactly. Best performance of the week. Sabonis calling this guy out, averaging 24, 11, and 15 to keep Indiana in the ninth seed. Dude, Sabonis is just like the type of guy that I figured was going to be a decent player, but I just never really thought 
when he was part of that deal for Paul George, he was going to be like this, like one of the best power forwards in the league right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's honestly insane. I mean, yeah, I, I would say he is probably one of the best. I mean, to average 24, 11, and 15 over over any seven-game span, that's insane. Like, yeah. those are Russell Westbrook numbers coming from DeMontis Sabonis. This guy just came onto the scene, man, and he's – he single-handedly carried this team into the playing tournament. This team has no business being there. I mean, Brogdon's been hurt. TJ Warren hurt all year. Karis Levert out with that with the cancer, obviously, and and Odalipo just never really materialized for them. It's been a pretty tumultuous year when you think about it for the Pacers. I yeah. mean, you, you mentioned the coaching staff fighting the players earlier. <laughs> and it's like, and despite all that, Sabonis is just finding a way to thrive. It, right. It's very impressive. Yeah, and they lose Miles Turner as well. Did yeah, you Miles mention, Turner. I yeah, forgot yeah, about They him. lose Miles Turner and a couple of pieces off the bench, too, and Jeremy Lamb as well. Yeah. He mm-hmm. came back for a bit, but then you lose him again. Yeah, it's been rough, man. I almost wonder, like, at the close of this year, has DeMontis a bonus at this point passed Victor Odolipo in terms of player? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. He has. Yes, definitely. Without- he, he just, he's gotten to a level. It's like, this guy can, do, he's like mini Jokic, you know? Yeah. And uh, and Odolipo, he's just, I, I really, I, I love his game. I, I hope he comes back healthy next year and plays like the player we know he can be. But he's just been so inefficient. Mm-hmm. The, the shooting also, is just not there. Yeah, and we also just came came down earlier. Actually, probably should have mentioned this at the top of the podcast, but Odalipo is actually going to miss the rest of the year. Right. Yeah, he's not going to yeah. be in the playoffs. So that, that hurts the Heat because they lost <laughs> Olenek for nothing now. I mean, Olenek, yeah. he'd be a piece you'd want. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that was their big transaction at the trade deadline. And now you're just, I mean, they'll still be good. I mean, this is still the same team that they had last year. But yeah, you don't have that advantage that you were hoping to have. That's that hurts a lot. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson, thirty five minutes, sixteen for thirty three, forty one points, eight rebounds in the loss against the Warriors. Jordan Clarkson is having himself the year. Uh oh, another man. one of those guys <laughs> who's really just closing the closing out this year and he's gonna remember it. What what a what a step up for this guy. Yeah, and I think it's gonna be really it's gonna end up with him being the sixth man of the year more likely than not too. So that, that'll be a nice icing on the cake for him. But yeah, put up 40 off the bench. There's no small feat. <laughs> I don't care if he played 35 minutes, starter minutes, whatever. Uh, and the, the Warriors were kind of kicking their butt for a lot of this game. And Jordan Clarkson kept a minute the whole time. And I actually took the lead back at late in the fourth quarter before, before the Warriors were able to just squeak out the win still. Um, so, man, these, these Utah Jazz are scrappy, man. And this next guy, next guy, Boyan Bogdanovich, um, late last week, 39 minutes, 16 of 23 shooting, 8 for 11 from 3 for 48 points, 8 rebounds, and 2 steals, and a win over the Nuggets. This Utah Jazz team, without Mitchell, without Conley, Boyan's like, don't need him. I don't need him. Yeah. I got myself. I'll score all the points for all three of us combined. Just, yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's the Boyan story. When he when they're going in, they're going in hot, and when they're not, they're going in cold. Yeah, or they're not going in at all. <laughs> they're not uh, going in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Forty eight points, impressive. Uh, yeah, That's shout out to these two Utah Jazz. Yeah. 
worst performances. Man, I didn't think we'd put this guy here, but Luca. I, I knew that one would hit home for you. <laughs> yeah, I honestly think Luca's been hurt the last two weeks or something. He's oh, got yeah? that thing on his on his elbow. He's been playing with and his free throw and shooting has just been off. But yeah. A big loss against the Grizzlies, which is why they're now in the sixth seed as opposed to the fifth seed that they were hanging on to. So this might have had playoff implications for them, but Luca only getting 25 minutes, getting blown out by the Grizzlies. Dallas was just not in it right away from the first quarter. Just bad performance there from from the young from the young gun. Yeah, and 12, five and five is okay for a lot of players too, right? Like. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure uh, Kyle Kuzma would love to average 12 5 and 5. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is a rough one. I mean, you, you couple it with the five turnovers and the loss, a big loss too. I think they lost by almost 30 points in this game. It, it's a rough. It's a rough go for him. I know they're fighting for playoff seeding. Uh, maybe maybe the Grizzlies just they got his number, you know. Maybe they just figured out how to guard him. Uh, and everyone has off nights. I, I hope he's not hurt, like like you're thinking he might be, because that that would really suck to have to think. Oh, like oh, Luca was just hurt this playoff, so he couldn't compete. Yeah, it's 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 it hasn't been the best year for Luca. I think high expectations. Did I mean he still had a yeah, a pretty were. good year, but the expectations I think were high. But, and- yeah, he didn't improve from last year really. Mm-hmm. The numbers are all the same, and and the win total is about the same. So yeah, it's it is pretty much a wash. Like hopefully this he hasn't hit his ceiling. I feel yeah. like he doesn't, but yeah, he he really showed no signs of having improved anything from last year. Yeah, I think dude just needs to get himself. I think it's just like a short the short and break the COVID situation. I think. Luca's one of those guys that's looking forward to the summertime, I think. <laughs> yeah, which is unfortunate because you still can compete for a title right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think there's questions there. Obviously, with the Dallas Mavericks, Porzingis, can this dude ever stay healthy? But he's coming back now right when they need him to head into playoffs. So maybe that could help out a little bit. But yeah. this other guy, Dean Wade, man, I've been looking at this guy so much every time thinking I'm going to – it's supposed to read Dwayne Wade. but. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mr. Rough. Dean Wade, 28 yeah. minutes, 0 for 2, 1.3 rebounds, 2 steals, and 2 turnovers, falling out against the Celtics. Yikes. <laughs> this is a funny guy. He, he's been, put up some pretty nice double-doubles uh, when he gets this with the starting spot, when Larry Nance has been out and Kevin Love's been out. He's looked pretty good for this floundering Cavs team, you know, puts up some good stats, but... At the end of the day, he's Dean Wade. He's not Dwayne Wade. So (laughs) this is just going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Mr. Dean Wade. Yep. Dean Wade. (laughs) Final thoughts here to close the the podcast up this Saturday of this week um, will be the Hall of Fame ceremony to introduce the new inductees, the 2021 Hall of Fame inductees, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Rudy Tomdanovich, of the many there. These dudes add up the 13 championships, many all-star appearances, all NBAs, um, special class here. I mean, I feel like it wasn't that long ago I was watching all these dudes on TV, uh, and now they're obviously in the Hall of Fame inducted as legends forever. Uh, should be a good one, but shout out to these guys and a sign that I'm, st- I'm starting to get old. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a special one too, right? I mean, it's it's Kobe being in the Hall of Fame, so... It's gonna gonna let us tug on the heartstrings a, a little for one last time, maybe. 
yeah um, i'm sure we'll think about it from time to time but this will be kind of like the last ceremony we'll be doing for him and um yeah it, it, it'll get the feels going for sure yeah looking forward to hearing some of the speeches michael jordan will be on the mic again to give kobe his inductee speech uh and tim duncan kevin garnett will have their representatives as well so should be a fun one but shout out to these guys 2021 hall of fame inductees thanks everybody for tuning in yes sir have a good week everyone playoffs next week yep playoffs next week let's go